0: But before we start, we're just kind of talking about my um, move from Florida to Texas over the past couple months. And then John's been moving around a lot too the past couple of years. And so we just kind of got sparked to talk about um, transitions in life, um, like literal moving across the world or like changing jobs like we both kind of different kind of seasons in our life for work coming up um so we just wanted to record something and talk about it because it's been a while and we seem to be i've been been packing and moving a lot and always have to pack up my equipment so then it makes it harder to
1: record as often but um So like a little perspective
0: recently is that my wife um, got a new job and we moved from Florida to Texas. And, and, but it was really like a a big leap of faith for us. Um, We were not expecting to move. We just gotten married um, like seven months prior. Um, we just we had just rented an apartment in florida and we had planned to maybe move to a bigger city in a couple of years or something but then like a lot of stuff was happening at her job where she, she it was just like sucking the life out of her. where she's like the most like joyful person so if you see her like struggling you know it's not good so we, she started looking for new jobs and uh a friend introduced her to a a job here where um, um, the uh, owner is—he's um, a, a man of God, and and just interviewed her and asked her testimony, and and just offered her this job. And at the time, she had interviewed for a remote position that she wasn't qualified for, but then they remembered that they needed an assistant. So, but that had to be in person and they weren't gonna like pay for us to move, but she would get like a raise eventually that would kind of like compensate for
1: that over time. So then it was like, uh, we didn't wanna like just make a decision based off what we wanted. Cause I was like kind of wanting
0: to live somewhere else that was more like there's like
1: more to do there's more community um it's more um like sports and things that maybe aren't the first thing to think of when moving
0: and but we want to make sure it's like what God wanted us to do and
1: it's so really like prayed about it for a while and and so
0: I ended up selling my my car that was already paid off. I so I sold it because it was like worth more than I bought it for at the time. And so I paid for most of the move and it paid off a lot of our debt. And it was just we just thought there's a lot of peace and freedom and and covering in that and so we've been here moving and and i lost lost my voice since i got here from the different cedar um pollen here in texas so my voice might sound a little different um but yeah but yeah just um it's a new place don't really know a lot of people and
1: so sometimes it's like did we do the right thing um Or is it, um, where, where do we go from here? I guess like where does? where does God keep
0: taking us? Cause what I struggle with is like, God, just show me the whole way and, um, I'll, I'll do it step by step. Um, but it's, it's, it's a little bit harder. And then, and then I've been kind of going through the same thing she was going through where like, um, So I've been like running my own business for a while. And so I'm actually thinking of like closing it. And I've started like a a coding bootcamp because my background's in uh, web development and to do more like software development. And and so there might be a job transition too. So we were wanting to talk about uh, different transitions and and I'm not sure what you exactly studied.
2: I did take a look at uh, kind of that, that link, link that you had sent me. And, you know, I think the biblical term when we think about transition is kind of what that article is kind of talking about is seasons, right? Like that's kind yeah. of how biblically we refer to it as, you know, we're in different seasons and transitional periods of our life. Uh, but something key that that article had kind of touched on was that this season is supposed to prepare me for the next season. And Even if the next season is completely diametrically different than the one I'm in, what I'm learning right now, uh, how to adapt or, you know, how to transition when it's such a big change, um, is knowing that there's lessons to be learned, right. There's something that I should be learning now, um, so that I can be prepared right for the next season so that when it transitions, I will be better equipped, uh, to maybe adapt or just be. Uh, more flexible in the next season uh, because of what I'm going through right now. And I think you had kind of touched on too is like, you know, yeah. So, so I I hear your story and I do see and hear a lot of similarities between like what I've, I've gone through uh, just in the past, like six years. So lived in three different States over the past six years Um, and not just like, Oh, I moved next door, you know, no. um, I went from Virginia to Florida was there for a few years and then went to Colorado Uh, and then, you know, we've made our way back to the East coast, you know, after the pandemic hit and everything and such big drastic moves and you do, you always kind of anticipate what it's going to be like, right. You always think you have an idea of what it's going to be like. The truth is there's a lot of unexpected things that come along with, with such big transitions and and such big changes in the seasons of our lives that there's always going to be something that's unexpected. Right. And I know you and I have very similar personalities where we may not necessarily like the unexpected, right? Like we, we like to be prepared. We like to know what's coming or really think that we have a good idea of what's right in front of us. Um, but there's always going to be unexpected. There's so always going to be things that we can't account for that are going to be much different than what we thought it was going to be. Um, so I think that that's really important things that you're touching on is just be aware that Every season is going to be different, right? And uh, even though we think we know, uh, or want to know, or have that full big picture, that there's always going to be something that we can't see. Um, but that that's okay, right? Because it's a part of learning. It's a part of building who we are uh, in Christ, uh, in our relationship, in our walk in that season. How we're giving back, you know, uh, living out that that truth of Christ and, and giving back to the community and things like that. But there's always going to be things that that you don't see. And God's probably going to ask you to do things, um, that maybe you weren't doing in the last season, but understanding that he equipped you in the last season, um, for what's ahead. Um, and I, just kind of keeping it personal Think you know, my kind of transitions in, in my different seasons, a little background on me is I actually, you know, I'm one of eight kids, uh, so big family, uh, we did grow up pretty poor, so we were actually really close, right? It kind of with this common experience that we were all always going through together, uh, kind of the same childhood traumas we all went through. So there was that bond of of knowing what what we went through together, uh, knowing that we were there for each other, uh, kind of the same daily routines, right? Like we all had chores, and we're all working together to kind of accomplish a goal. Um, you know, we're always there for each other, right? We, we didn't let anybody pick on us, right? We didn't let any outsiders kind of, you know, push us around. We really had this really close bond where through growing up in the same household and just, just being really close and going through those same things, it was kind of, we had this close-knit group, right? Uh, there was always this protection of one another, this sacrifice for one another, right? So when I moved away from that, you know, when I moved over a thousand miles to, to Florida, I didn't have any of that. I didn't have any close family there. I, you know, it kind of seemed like I was alone for the first time. Uh, you know, whether it was financially, oh, man, I need a little bit of help here. I couldn't just just go over to, you know, my sister's house and be like, hey, man, I'm yeah. kind of struggling here. Can you help me out? It's kind of this this sense of uh, I'm far away and I'm on my own. um and I'll be honest with you, within the first six months of being in Florida, I was almost jobless, like literally weeks away from being jobless. Because when we first moved there, you know, F- Florida's the vacation state, right? So a lot of the work there is kind of seasonal. So after like the first six months, all of a sudden I couldn't clean condos, right? Because nobody's staying in condos, it's, you know, uh, the snowbirds roll in and they don't need it cleaned, every, you know, once a week, twice a week. Um, and I was literally on the verge of being jobless down there. And there was a point where I'm like, man, do I have to tuck my tail between my legs and come crawling back home? I didn't even make it a year, you know. And it's kind of this this fear of like of a failure, right? Like I'm on my own. I didn't have that family connection. I didn't have that extra help. And, it, and a lot of times I wasn't open and honest with them about how much I was struggling because I didn't want to feel like a failure. So it was kind of this keeping it in, keeping it all kind of like locked in. But in that, it really made me have to pour out to God, right? Because we can't just keep and, and kind of bottle those things up. It's got to go somewhere. And as, yeah. as someone who, who grew up with faith and understanding that like, I'm not alone, it really tested that for me. And really I began to kind of like, have a better relationship with God because I finally was kind of understanding, like, I'm not alone. And it doesn't matter how far away I go from my family, you know, God is with me. He's already given me provision. And in that situation, like specifically, like when I say when I was jobless, I mean, there was a point, it was literally probably about two weeks away from not having a job. I had added up the bills and I was probably like 200 bucks short for the month. Right. I mean, it was scary. And I remember not wanting to call my dad and I didn't. And I remember just thinking, you know what, God, like, I, I believe that you'll provide this, right? I, in truthfully, maybe I I, I was kind of doubting God. And I, I wasn't sure if he was going to show up, to be honest with you, but I was still praying every day because I was scared. And uh, I'll never forget it, man. Like uh, my dad called me out of the blue. I hadn't told him any of the struggles I've been going through, but he was like, Hey, you know, I was, I was, I was, having my prayer time this morning and God really put you on my heart. Um, And, you know, I don't, I don't know what you're going through. You know, it kind of seems like you're doing good. Uh, But I put a little bit of money in your bank account. And it was literally like just enough to keep me going. And then I got a job offer, you know, within a week of that. And seeing that and how, how that unfolded, it really just opened my eyes to this idea of, you know what? when i was in virginia right with my close family i could see all of my blessings right but maybe they they weren't so obvious Uh, but when you take yourself outside of your your comfortable zone and when you take yourself so far away from your support system you really truly find that god is the same god that was blessing me in virginia and all of a sudden you start to kind of even notice your blessings that were there before that maybe you just kind of took advantage of, or maybe you, you overlooked. Um, but being that far away, all of a sudden you realize like, wow, God blessed me when I was there and he's blessing me now, because even though, you know, the faces change, right? Like you move like that, the friends are going to change. The, 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 your family, as far as being able to see them and the connection you have with them is going to change. Uh, your church, it's going to change, right? Um, your job, going to change. So these mm. things are changing and moving, but the one solid piece behind it is the God that we serve, right? That he was the same God blessing me in Virginia, that he is in Florida, that he is in Colorado, that when I experience scary things where I grew up and had a closed safety net, he's still going to be that same God when I feel like I have nobody, when I'm thousands of miles away. And, uh, so that's kind of like, yeah, I like to share that, that really, um, it was beneficial for my spiritual walk. It was beneficial for, for my relationship with my wife. You, You know, I came from a big family and, uh, that's not always easy when you bring your partner into that. Um, and we were able to kind of strengthen our relationship because, I didn't have my family in my ear, right? Kind of um, kind of wanting me to lean one way or the other, kind of, you know, yeah. trying to sway me in my decision making and all of a sudden it's just me and my wife, right? I, yeah. I I'm not dependent on my family anymore. I have to come together with my wife and I have to, you know, work with her and compromise and we really I think strengthened our relationship when we kind of came out on our own and we were able to see that we really don't need anybody but God Like <laughs> we yeah, are completely what, on God's grace
0: kind of what we're uh uh going through like um it's actually like easier for people to see us here because they can fly here but 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 I'm definitely like it was weird because I could just like see my mom every day or um because I was living at home for or near home for a while and then now it's like, uh, see you in a couple months, or see at Christmas, and so it's a lot more of just us, uh, uh, me and my wife, growing together, and at a time of almost a year of marriage, and so it's interesting what, what God does, and I do have on my notes that God is the same, and one of the verses that was came up in my setting was Hebrews 13 8 which is which says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever and which is comforting when I don't feel like I'm the same yesterday or today or ever (laughs) and but but then when I was, like, looking more into it, it's like, we aren't, like, we aren't Jesus, and we're, we're in a constant kind of state of sanctification and and um re- refining. And I think of, like, when people back, <clears throat> back in, like, Jesus' time, where they would, like, Michelangelo or somebody, like, that would... Sculpt a statue out of marble, like they didn't know what it like. They had an idea of what it would look like, but they didn't know until they they were done. It's like a big block of marble, and they would just like chip at it for like years. Or like Michelangelo would paint the Sistine Chapel, um, for years. Like, but he just had a vision and like. And that was what kind of like God put on him. And and I feel like God had put a vision on my life to to do more than just where I was at until I seen, and and I felt like coming here would really allow me to really grow and, and do more, even do more for him. Though there, there's a lot more I do here for me in general, but just to really grow closer to him and and some of that come with just um when you kind of something that's like with leaving everything behind and it's not the first time I've done it like I when I graduated college I had moved home and then I felt I to move to Birmingham Alabama where I didn't I mean I had some family but like I didn't really know anybody and I only had like a paid internship that let me go eventually because they didn't have anything for me to do and and I was living in like a really tiny apartment and making like like probably now nowadays it'd be below minimum wage just to like get by and it was like always like scary like Am I gonna be able to pay this bill and
1: or that bill and? But then I, I I learned to like just give it
0: to God and like trust that He's gonna take care of me if I like steward my finances and and then seek Him in all the choices I make and not just always to what I want to do first, and and that was one of the things that um, our pastor here that we were just kind of getting to know. um, He talked about this word um, while he was going through the story of Gideon, um, which is a different type of transition story. Um, We talked about like this word called syncretism, which I don't think I've heard before, but it's kind of like where
1: you have this like duality in your life of I'm making where I don't
0: have like God is king over my life I'm also king over my life or the world is or whatever like kind of idols are in your life and and so those are like working together and then but instead like So I was a little convicted, like, did I I move here to really do what God wanted me to do? Like, was that the first thing I thought of, or was it about me? And so I've just been really trying to grow and be more like kind of less of that duality and more of just, God, what do you, what do you want from me? And So I thought it'd be cool to like, just talk about uh, different people in the Bible that have gone through transitions and might not necessarily relate to our story or your story. Um, While I was looking it up, I was like, there's a lot, a lot of people that were like, um, either like trying to do things their way. And God was like, no, I want you to, to do, to do this instead, even like with Gideon where he's like, oh, I don't want to, want to stir things up. And God was like, I want you to, to take this calf that's meant for another, another God's sacrifice and sacrifice it to me. And, and it whole all this trouble in, in his community. and But it's just like, I just think God has more for us than we can even dream or, or want. And outside of like the world's standards for our lives, like it's sometimes like, oh, I want to be a millionaire. I want to do all these great things. But then I just see like, kind of see like how empty people are who have reached that. And I don't want to be empty. I want to be like full in what God has for me um so do you have any specific ones you wanted to cover
2: yeah I mean I think about like when I growing up my dad was he always emphasized like the priority um of of everything you know as, as far as like God first family you know church and work like those were kind of the order that he always believed and embedded in us like that's the priority of your life right you put God first and of course, we we think of Matthew six. I think it's thirty three. Seek God first, and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And it just plainly states right there, like if you if you're seeking God first, all of those other things will fall in place, right? Um, so I mean, that's something that I think about. Um, you know, I think about uh, Jacob in the desert getting ready to die and making a pact with God of like, if you can get me through this, you know what I mean? Like I will dedicate my whole life to you. And it's, it's thinking about like our relationship in those moments, like when we transition and, and that kind of crying out to God. Cause like, I remember being in Florida and, and God kind of embedding that on me, like you're in the desert right now, right? Like you're kind of in a strange place where you don't have family, where you don't have this safety net you know, where it kind of feels like things could kind of go wrong at any minute, uh, because you're so far away from your comfort. Um, And, and even like in Colorado, like literally kind of feeling like, oh, I really am in the desert, you know, but this idea that like, I can be in a barren place that doesn't really support life. But as long as I'm putting God first, and I'm making sure that I'm having, you know, that upward relationship that, that, that daily walk with him, then I can, you know, have hope. Right, that no matter where I am, whether it be in the desert, you know, in a inhospitable, you know, place, that like as long as I have God, as long as I'm seeking God, that He will provide and He will make sure that the things in my life that I love uh, will will also, you know, kind of be taken care of, and um, that's just how I really like through my experience, just remember how my dad was saying like, this is what matters in life. And when you prioritize it correctly, you'll find that like, you're going to be the happiest, right? That you're, you're going to be the most successful is that when you're putting God first and trusting in him to take care of those other things, right? Like with my family, whether it's my wife or my children, I'm a leader in my family, right? I'm supposed to lead like Christ, but I'm supposed to be relying on the father Right to to give me that strength and to give me that wisdom, uh, and ultimately knowing that, you know, my family is not mine. You know what I mean? Like they belong to God first, um, and knowing that if they belong to God, then God loves them and God will take care of them and He will make sure that, you know, He's speaking into their life. Um, I think about work. Like I just recently transitioned from just two diametrically different roles, and this new one has got a lot of moving parts. It's very technical and. I remember just, just like a month or two ago, like, I mean, literally getting up every day spending time with God and just being like, God, give me wisdom today. Give me strength. Like help me not to feel so overwhelmed. Like, and it was on this, like literally every day, like having to pray that before I started work, like having, having knots in my stomach. Cause I'm so nervous and having to pray and knowing that like, okay, if I'm going to get through this, I need God to help me get through this. And literally within, I'd say about six weeks to eight weeks, the the amount or the like where i've come from in that short amount of time is just phenomenal it's mind blowing and i can't do anything but give god credit right i even had my boss i was telling like man i'm just blessed like i've been praying about this and 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 i felt so lost and now i'm starting to feel you know comfortable and she was even trying to be like well well yeah sure you're blessed but you need to take some credit for this like you need to understand like this was you who did this and i'm just like you know first that's such a worldly perspective um well yes i know my capabilities but in knowing my capabilities i knew my limitations and i knew that to overcome those limitations i needed essentially a miracle like i needed god to kind of intervene and help me to understand things better for it yeah. to kind of get a grip or a grasp of it and he did right he did because daily. I, I asked for it daily. I sought it daily. This was something. And then the same goes with your family. Like if you're going through marital troubles, if you're in a relationship where you're having issues, you know, you've got something going on with your children, right? Like that's where this daily, every day I, I want to get up and I want to seek God, right? I want to bring these things before God, knowing that he loves me, that he loves these individuals who, in my life may have these issues and understanding that like he's in control and that he wants what's best right so it's it's kind of that whenever you transition whenever the situation seems so much bigger than you are that when you put god first and when you seek god first then all of those things will fall into order right um and that's the thing about having faith too is when when the reality doesn't really seem like it's possible right but having that faith that like god will work things you know for good because i love him because i seek him right um so yeah that's kind of what what i think about and just kind of prioritizing in life and knowing that as long as we put god first we can we can have a hope that the other things will also fall into order even when they don't look like they're going to fall into order yeah and and
0: i even like i was thinking of like when you things when you're moving from colorado back to virginia and your your trailer was taken uh, in the parking lot of your hotel and like most a lot of your stuff was gone and like and like i think like as we talk about seasons and transitions like they're never like how we envision them or like we're gonna be they're not gonna be perfect and but god is perfect and everything that happens that will be worked out according to his purpose and not ours and so um, some of the stories that I thought
1: of were um, kind of like I was trying to think of ones more of like where like they didn't really I guess yours applies to this too but like it's like they were in these
0: moments of like peril or are wandering and, and they're like, I don't know what's going to happen next. And, and, but God still works it out. And one that I always think of is, is Joseph. He's like, you know, he's just trying to tell his brothers about his dreams and they get jealous of him and how much their dad likes him more. And, and they sell him off to slavery. And like, you think like, when you, when people talk about, like, why do bad things happen to good people, like, this is, like, this is this story I think of where um, God is, like, with him through all this, and, and he's working it out to where, like, his family will be taken care of in a famine, and, and he'll help interpret the dreams of the pharaoh to help all of egypt and so it's like it's always like more than more than we think and and when we're going through these times of transitions we can't look down when roadblocks come up or we have when we when these obstacles come up we have to like turn to god because i think those are moments where he's like turning to me like it, like, I'm here. I need you to listen and trust me. Um, and I thought of like Abraham, where God's like, I'm going to bless your generations. Like, he doesn't know that all these different tribes are going to come up. And, but he's always walking in faith with God. And
1: um, he messes up sometimes, too. And, um, so it's just comforting
0: to know that, like, not, not that, like, I'm an Abraham or Joseph, but, but, like, just to know that, like, other, like, it's not, like, outside of God's will for me to, like, struggle in a transition, like, yeah, like absolutely, there, other people have gone through there, and God is always with them.
2: Well, if you think, of, I, I, you know, I think about when you, when you say something like that, like, you know, to understand that like pain and suffering isn't something that God ever said we would be prevented from experiencing. Right. And I think the, when you look at the world's perspective, pain and suffering is just an unacceptable uh, thing. Right. Which is so weird because like everything that we champion especially in our culture like that whole hero thing there's a process right there's like a the hero is is broken right and they have to overcome that that thing in their life and through overcoming it they can be a be a hero right which is like this narrative that we're always looking for a hero but at the same time you know when it's when it's through the lens of when we're talking about God, it's like, no, pain and suffering is just unacceptable. I can't think of one good reason why this pain or suffering should happen. And the truth is, is that I think when we we have humility, which I think is something you were kind of talking on there a little bit ago, is that understanding that when things are bigger than us, we have to look outside of us, right? And as Christians, of course, we're going to look to Christ. We're going to look to God. And it's these moments where we realize, wow. I can do nothing outside of Christ. Like this situation yeah. is so above me, right? And in this situation where I might have pain or suffering or just not understanding of what's going on and maybe even some resentment towards God because I don't understand the season that I'm in, when we have that humility and understanding that like, yes, the season can be bigger than me, but it's not bigger than my God. That this pain and suffering uh, can actually be a, a, a tool in which I grow, in which I can become something more than I was in the last season, right? And then that's kind of where, when we make it to the next season, that growth process through the pain or through the suffering or through just not understanding where we're at in that moment, that growth can be used in the next season to advance the kingdom, right? It's about kind of maturing in your Christian walk, understanding that pain, that suffering, that. Maybe not knowing entirely what's going on in the in the moment, which is hard for someone like me. I think even for someone like you, who really likes to have control and and have that bigger picture, to just kind of take a step back
0: and trust God. Yeah, yeah and I, and I um I think of you were talking about kind of like the hero story, and it reminded me of because um, we're both kind of trying to write. It reminded me of like the hero's journey, which is like the mythos of like all stories are based around this hero's journey and they all involve like suffering some sort of suffering or growth and development and, and
1: those those are like stories people like and then but i think i lost my
0: my train of thought on that one <laughs> but it was it was something around like just we have to to deal with when pain and suffering comes up because I, I think of like
1: like when like I can think of like pain and suffering like as a struggle emotionally or
0: like depression um or like a physical ailment like I thought of like my dad suffering yeah. with dementia like Those are kind of things like you, that, that do make you struggle with God and, and, but when you know, like there's more than just this world and, and this life, and you know, those are moments of growth and, and it was now my dad is in peace. Like he's not in pain anymore. But also like the I thought about like how when we are struggling, like I think of like I was reading a book by Matt Chandler last night called The Explicit Gospel. And like he was a he was an atheist and he had brain cancer, like all the but because he went through those struggles and trusted God and just walked with God through it all he's able to like impact people for God and disciple them and, and grow them. And like his story becomes a testimony and that's what our, our stories really are like a testimony of like who God is and how great he is and how much bigger he is than whatever we're going through. Um, and it might not seem like it when you're actually like going through things like, like I look I get like updates on Facebook when I check it of like stuff I posted five years ago when I was like really like depressed, probably. And I'm like, what, what am I talking about? (laughs) Like, I don't even like know that person anymore. Yeah. And, and, but the only reason I'm at this place is because of God. And, and because I went through these struggles of like anxiety
1: and, depression and I just kept moving forward and trusting God like to allow me to do
0: this and do things to, to reach God so I think as you like go through your seasons and go through your um, growth like use it as an opportunity to be a testimony of like who God is and what he's done in your life and And I think that's like the greatest thing you can do because it allows because like like Joseph's story helps me, my story might help someone else. And and I think that's what God really wants us to do in in spreading the gospel and and absolutely.
2: I want to mention something too that like I was kind of, you know, I was talking with Amber about you know what I was gonna talk on and personal experiences and things, just sharing with her. And uh, something that she said that kind of blew my mind It's it's kind of funny is that, you know, this idea that, okay, God's the same in Virginia and Florida and Colorado, you know, wherever you might be. And she said something that just kind of was like an even greater perspective. And, and, And she said, you know, he's the same in Afghanistan. You know, he's the same in China. You know, he's the same in Russia. You know, he's the same, you know, just... Fill in the blank. But the point is, is that I thought that I had a greater perspective by thinking that God can be anywhere in the United States. And then her saying, well, well, think about the most oppressive countries to the gospel. He's the same there. He's still working in those countries. He's still, you know, looking for those who are seeking him, even in the worst of places. And that just kind of it took it to a whole nother level to think about that. And I can, I can, you know, genuinely say like when, with the whole thing in Afghanistan, when it was going down, like God was like kind of speaking into my heart and I felt like a, I don't know, like it was breaking. Like he was saying like, my children are there, you know, my children are hurting there and, and realizing that like God wanted me to pray for individuals that I'd never known, never seen that maybe even 10 years ago, I, I, I would have not cared at all about them or maybe even thought, very negative, hurtful things towards them, but, but God spoke to my heart and just kind of reminding me that like, these are my children. You know what I mean? Like I love them. You know, there's people there who, who need to know me. Um, And, and I think that's so beautiful too, like to think of as Americans, we are kind of self-centered, right. Um, But to think like, God didn't just bless America. You know what I mean? He's blessing those who are seeking him. And that could be anywhere in the world. Um, and, and he's, so I don't know. I just felt like I really wanted to, to kind of get that in there that, that there's even a bigger perspective to, to this, which is that like, God is the same, no matter where you are, no matter what country, it, you know, the, the Bible talks about, there's nowhere you can go. There's no depths, no height where God's love doesn't find us. Right. Or God's love isn't already there waiting for us. So, um, yeah, so I think that I would just kind of throw that in there, but, uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good uh,
1: place to kind of r- wrap up and just, uh, you know, <clears throat> just uh, end with s- some prayer and, and we just hope
0: this helped helped you, if, whoever's listening out there, and,
1: um, and and just remember that God is God is with you.
2: Amen.
1: Um, it's, I, I can close. Okay. Um, uh, God, I just uh come to you right now and just I lift up anyone that's like listening or or may listen or
0: that uh, just let them know that they that you're with them and pray that they like they seek you daily and just grow closer to you and in moments where they don't feel like they have anything else. And always,
1: your word is always there and, and, you, and you're always there. And, um, just, um, just so that they know they're, they're not alone. And then there's going to be,
0: there's more to life than what they're currently going through. And, and, and it can be used for your glory and
1: so we just we we'll just lift that up in Jesus name amen amen <laughs>